and welcome to Lionhearted Marketing. This is a podcast for bold businesses who are ready to go from a slightly scattergun marketing approach to connecting everything they're doing to create joyful, repeatable customer journeys that build connection and consistently convert new clients. That's called a funnel, if you fancy. If you have that nagging feeling, you should have more of a grasp on your marketing, more of a plan, more of a system to support your pretty successful business, you're in the right place. This isn't about trying loads of new strategies. It's about taking what you've got and making the most of it. I'm Sophie, your host, self-confessed tea superfan, marketing strategist, and funnels, or joyful journeys, as I like to call them, demystifier. Join me every Tuesday for my lion-hearted approach to marketing to help you navigate those big moves, stay focused on your goals, and ultimately take your business to the next level. Let's jump into today's episode. Hello and welcome to the Lionhearted Marketing Podcast. So it is a solo episode this week and in my solo episodes I'm going to start talking about the kinds of leaks that you might be having from your business, whether they're time, energy, clients, potential income that you might be aware of but not fully or you might have no idea that are leaking out of your business. So I'm going to kick this off today with an episode all about lead magnets. Now, I'm not going to be covering the basics. I'm going to assume that you know what a lead magnet is, that you have one, and that you are actively trying to grow your email list. So you understand the tech around it, you know, how you deliver a lead magnet. And then once someone is on your email list, generally you'd have an automated welcome sequence set up. I'm not going to go into any of that. I'm not going to be talking about the tech or anything like that. I'm going to talk about lead magnets from the perspective of setting your business up to scale. So we're going to talk next level lead magnets, if you like. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk about next level lead magnets in relation to ensuring you're attracting the right kind of client. I mean, being really intentional about where that client is in their journey in relation to whether they want to work with you or not. We're also going to talk a bit about the difference between lead magnets for people who are already in your world and lead magnets for Facebook ads because they actually can be quite different. Then once we've talked a little bit about that, the messaging, the title, how important it is to get all of that positioning right. I'm going to talk a little bit about what happens when they sign up to your list, because I really feel like this isn't something that I've talked about enough, but it is so important. Often the goal is like getting someone on your email list. And then once they're on the list, we just kind of let them sit there and send them stuff. Um, I'm going to really talk today about how you can get a hell of a lot more intentional than that and really start to make the most of your investment in ads and also make the most of those people that are on your email list and who are telling you that they're really interested in what you offer. We're going to talk a bit about how you can make sure they actually download your lead magnet. We're going to talk about warming them up because if they come in from Facebook ads in particular, they're not going to have much context about who you are and what you offer. And then we're going to talk a little bit about paid lead magnets, often known as self-liquidating offers when it comes to ads. And that is where you have a very low ticket item and run ads to it. You get people on your list and the people that buy that product pay for your ads. Right, let's jump in. So the first thing I want to talk about is messaging and the title of your lead magnet. So a few weeks ago, I did some Instagram stories about lead magnets and they got so much interaction. I got so many messages from people. Um, I offered to review people's lead magnet titles and give them some feedback in terms of whether they would work for ads. And I got so many people submitting their lead magnets to me to give feedback. And when I did give feedback, I got such a good response because it's the sort of thing you often don't get a huge amount of feedback on. You make your lead magnet, you put it out there, and people sign up to it, and you think, okay, that's great. But often what we're not doing is correlating 
the lead magnet and the messaging and the title back to whether we're getting clients or not and what journey that person took from downloading our lead magnet to becoming a client. Now, sometimes it can be really quick. You know, someone can see your lead magnet, download it and think, oh my God, this is exactly what I need. You know, sign up for a discovery call and then book with you. Obviously, that's the dream. But a lot of the time, people will see your lead magnet, join your list and not be and not be ready to buy from you at that point. And it's really your job at that point to start to help them understand who you are, what you do and how you do it. So where do you start when you're thinking about your lead magnet? I'm assuming you have a lead magnet, maybe a few. Some were probably super easy to make, some you probably slaved over for hours and you've promoted them on your organic social and they've got a reasonable response and you thought, okay, great. These will be perfect for ads as well. Now, the biggest issue that I see here is that when someone is downloading a lead magnet from you organically, they often have a lot more context than they do on an ad. So if, for example, say someone goes onto your Instagram, they often will look at your stories, they might read a grid post, they might see reference to the lead magnet in a grid post, and they probably see your bio because then they're going to head up and click the link to even be able to see your lead magnet, they're then going to click on a link, they're going to go to a landing page, you're going to explain a little bit more about yourself, a little bit more about the lead magnet, and you they might have a little nosy around your website first. So they have actually got a lot of context about who you are and what you do. Let's say you're a mindset coach for businesses that are trying to scale their business. Maybe one of the things that you do with clients is really work on their money mindset. And let's say you created a lead magnet that is um, seven days of journal prompts about your money mindset. And you call it the seven day money mindset journal. Okay. Now in the context of your Instagram, that makes a lot of sense. You're a mindset coach, you work with female entrepreneurs and you use the journal as part of your coaching with those entrepreneurs. Totally makes sense as a thread to then have this seven day journal. However, if you just take that lead magnet and put it on Facebook ads, and then we're going to make create a nice image that says, you know, the seven day money mindset journal. Now, unless we are really clear about who this is for and who you want to work with, what you could end up doing is getting quite a lot of people on your list that actually are not ideal clients. So the first potential leak in your business that I want to flag here is that you might get people onto your list that are not the right people and are not at the point in their journey where they're ready to buy from you. And that is a money leak because you are spending money on Facebook ads that are getting the wrong people in. Um, it's also a time and energy leak because you're then going to be nurturing those people potentially when actually they're never going to buy from you. So what can we do to mitigate this leak? First of all, we need to make sure we're really clear about who it's for. So if we see the seven day money mindset journal. Now, my sister, who um, has a really great corporate career, might see that and think, oh, yeah, well, I need to work on my money mindset. I could really do with that. But she's in no way going to be buying from this mindset coach that supports scaling service-based businesses. So that's the first thing. We need to make sure that it is super, super clear that this is for entrepreneurs, small businesses, people that work for themselves, not for people who are employed. The second thing is, you know, working on your money mindset is probably as important when you start your business as it is when you're scaling five figures, six figures, seven figures. You know, this journal would be useful at every single stage. So what we really need to make sure is that we then get really quite specific about who it is that we want to be working with. So if we're working with people who are scaling, let's say most of the people that this mindset coach works from are around the 5k mark and maybe they tend to go from working one-to-one -one, um, and being fully booked to a group program, but often they struggle with the mindset around scaling their business. So what you would, so what you could end up doing is keeping the lead magnet the same, 
But just changing the title um, and making sure that the copy in the ad as well really speaks to this. Now, this isn't going to be the best example because I'm thinking of it off the top of my head. But essentially, what you would want to have is the seven day money mindset journal for, and then you could say something like for entrepreneurs ready to go from one to one to group programs. Now, you'd probably think of a slightly better title than that. But but even if you did just go for that real Ron Seal, like does what it says on the tin approach, you would be sealing up that leak because you would just be getting people who it was relevant for. So my sister who sees it would be like, oh, okay, well, that's for people who run their own business. Someone in really early stages of business would know that it's not for them because they're not scaling. And even if you're a little bit further on, you think, okay, I'm not actually looking to make that transition. Now, you'll still get some people that are not 100% right. Like there's absolutely no way to prevent that. However, you will get a lot less and waste a lot less time and money by making your lead magnet super, super clear because you've just got to remember that there is no context on Facebook ads at all. You are literally just seeing that ad. Now, sometimes people will click on you and like go off and like have a little delve, um, but most people will literally just sign up when they see the ad. So that's the first thing you really need to think about when you think about your messaging for a lead magnet when you are using it on ads. Now, once you've got that sorted and you are comfortable that you're attracting the right people at the right level in the right place in their journey onto your list, okay, often that's where I find people think, right, job done. I'm using ads. I'm getting people onto my email list. My main focus now is the cost per lead. As long as I can get that cost per lead down as low as possible, you know, testing different creatives and copy and audiences. And don't get me wrong, that is absolutely important. And that's what most good ads managers will do for you. You know, if you are hiring an ads manager, That's what they will focus on, that messaging, helping you get that lead magnet right, and then really working on the ads so you're getting the best results possible. However, what I've seen over the last 18 months to two years is that the people that do the best from ads have created a journey for that person to go on that really helps them get to know them. And that might be directing them to an intro video on their social media or, um, you know, taking them over to a blog on their website or uh, listening to a podcast that they do. So just naturally, once someone is on your email list, often we set up a welcome sequence, we tell them about ourselves, we tell them about our services, and we tell them, you know, what they can kind of expect from us. And then each week, they get a weekly email. And you know, if someone says to you, are you doing email marketing? You can say, yeah, absolutely. I have a welcome sequence and I do a weekly email without fail. And that is great. And don't get me wrong, the consistency of doing it every week is really important. However, the league I want to talk about now is more about um, leaking clients and income. So once someone is on your list, they go through your welcome sequence, um, you're emailing them every week, you know, giving yourself a big tick for doing email marketing. What are they doing each week? Now, you'll see your overall open rates, you'll see your overall click rates, and occasionally you might have a little look and see like who clicked on a specific link. But you have got so much opportunity for getting data on these people who are coming into your world and really creating a differentiated experience for different people. Now, I've talked before in other episodes about, you know, joyful customer journeys, customer journeys that feel good for people, where they don't just feel sold to, they don't feel bombarded with emails, they actually feel like you are adding amazing value to their life, okay? So the first thing we really want to focus on is actually getting them to download the bloody lead magnet, because uh, I still find it endlessly surprising how many people will sign up for a lead magnet and never open it? Now, part of it will be that they'll sign up for it and it'll go into their spam and it won't be sort of so urgent or important that they go and fish it out. It will just never really come back into their consciousness. 
There's another group of people where it'll come into their email and they're just so busy. The thought is there, but they never quite get there. And then there's the group of people that do open it. Now, when they do open it as well, we really want to encourage them to actually read it, use it, interact with it, get the value from it. Because that's how they're going to start to get to know us and what we offer. It's a really mini insight into what it's like to work with us. So the first thing is when they get on our email list, we're going to obviously send them the download. We're obviously going to send them an email, which gives them a link to download it. Now, the key thing here is, A, we want to make it really appealing to download it. We don't want to make it difficult for them. We just want quick and simple, open and download it. The next thing really is you can then move on to your welcome sequence. However, what I have recently set up for my new lead magnet is actually three emails to try and get people to download the lead magnet. Now, if they click on the link in any one of the three emails, they drop out of that sequence. So they're not going to be bombarded with three emails prompting them to open the lead magnet when they've already opened it. So as soon as they click the lead magnet link, they drop out of the sequence. The maximum they will get is three, and then they will move into the welcome sequence. If they drop out earlier, they drop into the welcome sequence earlier. So before I send an email, the email system checks whether they have clicked on the link and if they've already had the welcome sequence or not. So if someone is already in my world and has had the welcome sequence once, they're not going to get it twice. So that's a really simple thing to do. And what I would say as well is in these three emails, in these three emails, I'm not just saying, open it, open it, go on, open it. Oh, here it is again. Maybe you forgot, open it again. What I'm really doing is trying to pull out the value from the lead magnet and show them that there is a reason why this is a really great resource for them. And I really think they should open it. Now, one thing I also want to do, I haven't actually got around to it yet, but it is on my plan. The people who do click on the link and open it, we actually really want them to do it as well, um, especially if it's like an action taking one. So what I am planning on doing is introducing an email for people who do click on the link that once they click on it, then a day later, they get an email giving them an additional resource to support them or give them extra value or help them kind of contextualize the lead magnet. So my lead magnet is the customer journey audit, and I am planning on recording a private podcast, which then talks you through filling that in and gives you some additional context, additional ideas. So if you're just looking at this audit thinking, oh my God, I'm actually never going to do this. There's an audio you can then put on and work your way through it. So that's getting them to open the damn thing. The next thing really is warming them up. And I have talked about this in a previous episode, but I really advocate in your welcome sequence, making sure that you help people get to know you by moving them around the different places that you are present. So they're on your email list. We really want to get them over to your Instagram in an ideal world. And again, I haven't done this yet, but it is on my list to do. I will have it done within the next few weeks. It's to record a video, a bit about yourself, a little bit about what you do, but really engaging, friendly, welcome to my world kind of video. Put that on Instagram or do it on Instagram. And then in your welcome sequence, you can link people over to that video on Instagram. Now, not only is that a really nice, warm, welcoming thing to do, getting someone into your world, getting them onto your Instagram, hopefully getting them to follow you, engage with your feed, watch the video. But we're tracking that they have clicked that link. So we know, oh, okay, they're interested enough to go over to Instagram. Once they're on Instagram and they're watching a video, Instagram and Facebook is then tracking A, that they've engaged with your account and B, that they've watched a video and how long they watch that video for. So if you want to do ads that then get in front of your ideal clients who are in your world, you already, that person has firmly put themselves in that pot because they have clicked the link, gone onto Instagram, watched a video and hopefully followed you as well. So they have firmly put themselves in your like warm audience pot. Whereas before, we were just sending them a welcome email, telling them a bit about ourselves, 
we had absolutely no idea whether they've engaged with that email, whether they found it interesting, whether they were like, oh, I love this person, or whether they quickly skim read it and decided to never open an email again. So that's really, really important. Other emails in the sequence might be sending them to your about page on your website, sending them to a blog that's really high value, uh, sending them to the podcast page on your website, anything really that's going to add value and be of interest, but also allow you to put them in this pot of people who are warm and engaged with your email list. Because the more someone is warm and engaged, the more you want to interact with them. I'm not saying bombard them at all. But what I'm saying is if you want to send targeted messages out, like if you've got something to sell or something to launch, something new, those are the people that you're going to want to pull together and launch it to first, rather than just sending out a blanket email to your whole list. So that's the second, well, and third leak, really. So making sure that you put something in place to really help people download that lead magnet. And then number three was creating a welcome sequence that not only nurtures and warms people and creates this lovely, joyful customer journey, but also gives you data to understand which people are going further into your world and which people are sort of pausing on the edge for now. Okay, and the last thing I want to talk about today is using things that are slightly more of a commitment than just downloading a PDF or a guide. So often clients will ask me about uh, masterclasses as a lead magnet, so free challenges or using a paid lead magnet, so a very low cost program, mini course, um, resource of some kind. Usually there's somewhere between the like 10 to 30, 40 pound mark. Um, so with both of these, they're absolutely viable to um, use Facebook ads to get people to sign up. Now, the reality is you'll probably be paying more to get people to sign up, even to a free masterclass, um, especially if it's like a three-day event or a summit or something that people are going to have to give their time for. So where you might get someone to download a PDF, it might be costing you uh, like two to three pound fifty to get someone to download your um, guide lead magnet. You might end up paying between, let's say, five and eight pounds for someone to attend your masterclass. So if you're spending ten pounds a day on ads, you might only get one or two people signing up to your masterclass at that budget, whereas you could get four or five people joining your email list. Now, there's not really any right or wrong answer. It might be that you run both at the same time. Often clients will run uh, lead ads all year round, building their email list. And then at certain times of the year, they'll run ads specifically for masterclasses, knowing that it's going to cost them more to get someone signing up to a masterclass than it is for a lead magnet. The plus side of it is there's actually a higher intent there as well and a high interest. So that person joining your email list, so that person joining your email list because they want to come to the masterclass, if they actually come as well, they are going to have a huge amount of face-to-face -face time with you. Like that connection will really fast track that warming up process. And actually, you know, they could become a client much, much quicker. So you might actually think, do you know what? It's worth it to me. Even if it costs me 10, 15, 20 pounds to get someone to get someone onto my masterclass, if they're then going to pay me six grand to work with me one-to-one, -one, that's actually still a really good return for me. But what I don't advise is to run a masterclass when you haven't really nailed the messaging organically. I normally really recommend to clients that they run a masterclass and try and get people on it from their warm audience first. So that is people already on their email list, people already on their Instagram, because they are likely to have already warmed those people up. And you can test the messaging and the content then of that masterclass and work out if it converts uh, before you then start spending money on ads to get people to go to it. Now you can get quite complex with this. You can then record the masterclass. You can run more of an evergreen funnel where someone signs up to the masterclass they then get an email like delivering the masterclass or telling them where the time when the masterclass is going to be shown, but it's all pre-recorded. You absolutely can do all of that. 
But fundamentally, if you haven't tested it organically, don't spend ad money on it. I really can't impress that enough. And often clients come to me with not enough data organically and they get frustrated and think, well, I'm just going to fast track this and get it in front of more people. I'm going to use ads to do that. And you absolutely can, but you have to acknowledge that you're going to spend a lot more money doing various testing and seeing what's working. And if you run the ads and you run the masterclass and you don't get anybody converting, for example, it's going to be quite hard for you to know, was it the people that I was getting in that weren't the right fit? Or was it that the masterclass uh, content or the way it was presented didn't convert? And that's why unless you've really robustly tested it organically, then I wouldn't start running ads to it. Once you've tested it robustly, you've nailed your messaging, you've nailed the sign-up process, you've nailed the nurturing when someone comes to the masterclass and you're getting sales from it, absolutely, then is the time to introduce that ads funnel and amplify the impact of that process that is working really well. Just to touch briefly more on the paid um, lead magnets. Now, this is often referred to as a self-liquidating funnel where you run ads to something that's quite low ticket, people then buy that and it pays for the ads whilst growing your email list. And it turns people into buyers really quickly. And there is a huge benefit of having people on your list that have bought from you. They're going to experience your product, experience your service. They are going to already be in your world and that mentality of being a customer of yours rather than just being someone who's on your free email list. The leak I see here again, and it's exactly the same as the masterclass, is that people try and run this as an ad funnel too quickly. So it's not tested organically. Not only would you need to test the paid product or service, you also need to test the sales page, the messaging, um, getting people to sign up to it, the conversion rates. If you can come to me and say, I've got this uh, £37 product, I've promoted it organically, I've got a sales page that I know converts, I want to run ads to it. We then know when we're running ads to it, like what's that conversion rate doing? Is it going up? Is it going down? It might go down because it's cold traffic and that we might be happy with that. But we've got a baseline to run it against. When you just create a paid product uh, and a sales page and then the first thing you do is run ads to it, again, we've got no idea. Is it that the service isn't really hitting the mark? Is it the sales page isn't very good? Is it that the ads are attracting the wrong people? It's very, very hard to isolate that once you are just testing using and you will just be leaking money and time and energy. If you don't have a big enough audience to test it organically, then I really would just go back to that simplified lead magnet, get people on your email list, nurture them and warm them up and then sell them the low ticket item through your social media, through your email list. And then once you've nailed that, then absolutely you layer the next thing into ads. There's just so, there's so many ways you can build out a really joyful customer journey that is really relevant and useful for people on your list. And once you start thinking about this journey end to end from where they come into your world, consciously taking them through these steps, like presenting them with a lead magnet that is really dialed in to what they're looking for at the stage of journey they're in. Like it's really, really useful for them. Creating emails that help encourage them to download the lead magnet because you know what great value is in there. And then creating a welcome sequence that really shows them all the ways that they can interact and engage with you and all the value that you offer, whether it's on social media, your website, extra value that you can offer. And the idea really is that the more they interact and engage and click on things and go to your Instagram, and uh, look on your website, the quicker they move through this customer journey and the quicker they get to you, the quicker they're going to book the call, the quicker they're going to DM you and say, I think I need what you offer the quicker they're going to go on your sales page and buy that service or product. And the ones that don't interact or click or engage are just going to move more slowly through that customer journey. You're going to be able to see the ones that are moving through quickly. You're going to be able to see the ones that are moving through more slowly. 
And you can then tailor your message to those ones that maybe aren't quite ready for that book a call with me now. Maybe they need a bit more content highlighting the problem and how you solve it. Maybe they need a little bit more inspirational content. Maybe they just need a little bit more time because they're early on in their business and they're interested in what you offer, but they're just not quite ready yet. So once you start to think about your customer journey like that, it becomes consistent and predictable and it feels like you're in control rather than just using ads to pour leads into your email list, sending them through a quick welcome sequence and then sending them an email every single week with the same call to action every week of book a call, book a call, book a call. There's so many things you can do to create that joyful customer journey and, and get you more clients, save you time, save you energy and allow you to do the things that you really want to be doing. I hope you found this really useful. If you want to have a look at the customer journey audit, which goes all the way from lead generation through to nurturing and converting clients across all the different organic platforms and lots more about ads, you can get that in the show notes. You can download that there. And of course, you will go through my sequences so you can have a little look and see the kind of emails that I send to bring you into my world and show you all the ways that I can help you. And if you're listening to this on the day that it's released, I also am offering over the summer my brand new sessions called Fearless Funnel Focus Sessions. And that is two sessions with me. The first session, we're going to audit your business. We are going to have a look at your lead magnet, your current welcome sequence, how you're getting people to download that lead magnet and what you're sending to them weekly. We can have a look at your social media. We can have a look at your website. You don't actually have to be running ads yet. Lots of people have booked in for these sessions because they want to start running ads. Then we're going to make a bit of an action plan. I'm going to give you some homework. I'm going to make sure you feel confident going off and implementing some changes. A week later, we are going to get back together for another call. We're going to review what you've done. I'm going to give you all the help that you need. I'm going to make sure that you've implemented and got these changes done. And then we can have a look at what else you need to do and maybe some future things that you can plan in over the next few months as you grow your business. This is all about creating marketing systems that are setting you up to have a scalable business. You don't have to be running ads yet, but if you want to be running ads, this is what I would get in place before you start running them. There are only 10 spaces for these Fearless Funnel Focus sessions. Oh my gosh, try saying that fast. Um, Over the summer, and almost half of them have already been booked when I'm recording this. If you do want one of those, click the link in the show notes. You will go through to the calendar. You can book your first slot, and I would love to work with you on this over the summer. Have a brilliant day and I will speak to you next week. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Before you go, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can receive new episodes every Tuesday when they're released. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to rate or leave a review wherever you're listening to it. It only takes a few seconds, but it really does make a massive difference to new people finding me. Thank you again for joining me, Sophie, in this episode of Lionhearted Marketing. See you next time.